The follow-up is simple. Ask a question, listen to the answer, then follow up. I'm your host, Noah Kozlov. Enjoy. The follow-up today is with one of my good friends, Stacy. She's a fourth grade teacher. So Stacy, how much of your time as a fourth grade teacher is spent on how do I keep my kids safe? Uh, yeah, so, you know, it's interesting because we just had a faculty meeting um, about safety, you know, with all the things happening in, you know, our country and the world these days. Um, it's been a hot topic for faculty meetings and just, you know, in the faculty room. And, you know, it comes up more and more. And it's funny because we were talking about how, you know, our main job when you when you start teaching, you take on the job to teach. And you don't, I don't think you know that early on that part of your job or a big part of your job is keeping them safe, keeping kids safe too. So they go hand in hand and I try not to think about it, but it's, it comes up at random parts of the day. So, you know, just an example today, they, um, the secretary came over the PA system and her voice was very rushed and very different. And at those times you, you think to yourself, Oh my gosh, what's happening? Where, you know, as, as kids, you don't, you don't ever think that. So like when I was a kid, I don't remember ever worrying about being safe in school. So it's at, it's at random times that it kind of pops up and you're like, oh my gosh, I am responsible for these 22 kids and their safety all day long. I mean, their parents send them to school and know they're going to be safe. So it's at random times for me, it pops up more than others. What was the announcement about? So the announcement, it was just about someone whose car was in the parking lot with their flashers on, but it was a very, very urgent, rushed voice. And, you know, she came on and said, may we have your attention, please, in a different voice than she normally uses. And at that moment, you think, what's happening? Because that's how they would announce, you know, if there was an emergency and someone was in the school, um, that's how we would find out over the PA system. And I would imagine her voice would be very rushed and very urgent um, the way it sounded today for a car, but that's where, that's where my mind goes. So it was nothing, but I noticed it. And it's funny because a couple of the kids noticed it. And one came up to me afterwards and said, um, you know, she sounded different. I got a little nervous. Hmm. So that's when I stepped back and I said, Oh my gosh, you know, it's not just me. They worry about it too. And they're 10. So that's what, you know, that's what got me. Will you then be able to tell somebody in, in you know, administration that this is how that announcement came off? Yep. Yeah. So it's actually, it's funny. I ran into the principal later in the day and we had a conversation about it. You know, I just brought it up right there and said, you know, the secretary sounded different today. Um, did you notice that? She said, I did. And she goes, actually, a couple other teachers said something to me too. Huh. So I, I don't know if she went back to the secretary and said something that, you know, watch your tone or watch, you know, people, people notice. And I think that's just because we are a little bit more on edge because it is so often that you hear about these, you know, emergencies in schools. And it's, it's scary because I am the one that's responsible for these kids in my room pretty much by myself. So your head goes there. Whereas, you know, 10 years ago, I don't, I don't, it never did. And I've been teaching now for 13 um, and like I said, 10 years ago, 
I never really worried about it. So, 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 what are what is the protocol for if something happens? Um, you've had you've had all these drills. What's the protocol for a teacher? So it's interesting you ask that because this year it changed. So up until this year, we've had the normal lockdown. So you here intruder on campus, you lock your door and you hunker down. So basically, you're you're sitting ducks. Um, and when Sandy Hook happened, you know, that's what they did. They locked down and they hid in their room and any intruder knows that, you know, every room has kids and people in it. Um, so they're going to try to get in. So, you know, after Sandy Hook, I think that's when I started really thinking like, oh my gosh, we locked down and we're sitting here and anyone can get in. So even if the door's locked, you know, there's keys. I mean, the principal has keys, the custodian has keys. So there's ways that they can get in. And, uh, you know, so that was our normal protocol up until now. So this year we changed to the Alice protocol. I don't know if you've heard of it. No, what's that? So Alice is an acronym for um, alert, lockdown, inform, um, C is counter, and then E would be evacuate. So it's more um, you figure out what your classroom is going to do based on the information that that comes over the PA system. So depending on where these people are in the building, you could choose to lock your door. And if they get in counter, which means throw things and create a blockade in the door, um, if the intruder or intruders are far away, you run to the closest exit and there's a rally point. So it's much more teacher driven, whereas you take the information and you figure out your next step based on the information you have, which before we started doing these drills was actually scarier to me than sitting in a locked room, because then I thought, oh, my God, like, if we run and it wasn't the right choice, you know, what are the repercussions for me? Um, But we've been doing drills all year and talking to the kids about, you know, obviously what the acronym means and, and what they can possibly do. And we've had a couple of run throughs where, you know, we blockaded the door and they did it pretty much. I mean, I assisted, but they're 10 years old and they, they blew it out of the water. That's great. So impressive. And they worked together. It was just, it was really cool to see in such like a scary kind of moment, what they would be able to do. And they knew it was a drill and I knew it was a drill, but they stepped up. So, you know, we're still kind of learning. We're still practicing. But the protocols have changed, I think, because a lot because of what happened in Sandy Hook in Connecticut. Is so. this, this, this sounds I mean, it's disturbing that I'm, I'm even asking you this question because I, I, I can't imagine it, you know, you being my friend. But I'm sure this is something that has gone through your head that would you be willing to throw yourself in front of a shooter for your kids? How do you how do you come to grips with that? And that's the thought that scares me the most. Um, because, I mean, the thought of it's scary. Sure. But I think in the moment, you do what you have to do. And they're my kids in that moment. So you do what you have to do in hopes that they'll be okay, I'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And it's cliche to say hope for the best. Sure. But um, do what you can do. And... Yeah hope that help gets there before you really have to do something and you know that's it's it's scary it's scary 
it's scary. Um, and, you know, I, I talked to some of my teachers teach in the high school, some teach in a middle school, and everyone kind of reacts the same way that, you know, you you will jump in the way to to keep them safe. Um, but the thought of doing it is awful to think about, you know. Do you find yourself and other teachers and even students being more vigilant about what is being said, what conversations are being had, tones of voices, topics of conversations? Absolutely. Yep. And so we're trained to notice anyone in the building um, without a badge on or a visitor sticker. And then kids are then trained to notice the same thing too. So anyone that comes into the school has to check in at the office and get a sticker. And then staff has badges. So anyone that's an adult that doesn't have one of those two things, um, everyone's on the lookout for. So kids are on the lookout, teachers are on the lookout, and they're just, teachers are very alert, but I think kids are much more alert than you would think they would be. And all all this is, 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 over the years, has made me think about my elementary school experience, junior high, high school experience, and how we treated other kids, how we spoke to other kids. And I, I know there are, there are things I'd like to take back that you can't. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you get a sense from the kids that they are more inclusive? If someone's sitting by themselves at lunch, that they sit with them or that they're trying to make everyone feel comfortable and, and there's, there's less bullying that might lead to something catastrophic? Absolutely. Absolutely. Kids these days, and I don't, I don't know if it's where I work, where I teach, the community that I'm in, but kids are so inclusive of others with differences. Um, so, so inclusive and so kind. And, you know, on the opposite end of the spectrum, if they are being bullied or made fun of, then oftentimes they will make an adult aware of that. Whereas I think when we were kids, you kind of either let it, you know, roll off your shoulders or you afraid of telling an adult because of the retaliation that might happen Mm -hmm. these kids are much more um one open to including others but two open to getting um adults to help them in situations like that i think um you know from you know and when we were kids none of none of that really happened i don't think i think you had your little group of friends and if people were making fun of you you kind of just dealt with it um things have changed i think how so. often how often do you and your friends that are teachers talk about this? Um I would think not that often. If something happens or something comes up, obviously we'll talk about it a little bit more. Um if it's the week of a drill, we'll talk about it. If something's in the news, we'll talk about it. And you know, obviously with everything in the news about, you know, teachers being armed or, you know, gun control and all that kind of stuff. It comes up more often now just mm-hmm. because of what happened in Florida. Um, but before that, I would say not as much as you might think. I don't know in high schools or middle schools if it happens more because, our, you know, high schools and middle schools, I feel like the kids are older, so they have to watch the kids a little bit more, whereas our kids are kids. And if they're being bullied, they're going to tell us. Or if they notice that someone has something they shouldn't have, they're going to tell us. Whereas middle school and high school, I think it's it's hidden a little bit more. So, um, I don't know. I feel like I feel like my teachers, that, my friends that teach high school, are much more on top of it, 
much more, they talk about it much more um, than the elementary level because they're kids. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, the kids are lucky to have you. Thanks, Stace. Uh, you're welcome. Great to talk to you. It's a lot to put on a teacher, and the teacher's job has evolved, which means now more than ever, we need the right people, like Stacy, in those roles, and they need to be given the resources to succeed in order for the kids to do so as well. But it's also not solely the teacher's responsibility to make sure students know the difference between right and wrong. That has to happen at home, and in my three years of experience as a parent, limited I know, I've learned that you can start a child down the right path by showing, not just telling. I'm really impressed by my friends and what they've accomplished personally and professionally, so I appreciate you all listening in on our conversations. These are conversations that we'd have face-to-face if we lived nearby. And also, have you left an iTunes five-star rating and review yet? It takes 30 seconds, and it would mean a lot. One click, 12 words, on with your day. Thanks for taking the time to join us on The Follow-Up. The follow-up is a production of Vocal. For more information and more programming, please visit vocalnow.com. That's V-O-K-A-L-N-O-W dot com.